The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome aboard the National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Sells. I hope you're all having a great day. Boy, what a game last night, huh? Cardinals and Rams, and boy, I'll tell you what. Was it me, or was I watching Kyler Murray just absolutely shit to bed last night? Look how a quarterback who had a pretty good year this year got into his first true playoff moment. And how he performed, they compared that to Jalen Hurts. Think about that for a minute. His first true opportunity to be a playoff guy, this guy's throwing pick sixes. I mean, there were times I was watching that game last night, and I was saying, he looks like he's being rattled. Kyler Murray was terrible. By the way, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts, You can flip a coin who sucked the loudest. Both those guys in their first moment. Hey, and remember something. That Arizona team was 10-2 and at one time this year. They looked like they didn't even belong in the same room with the Rams. And let me throw something else at you, too. This is going to go into Devontae Smith. Look what happens when you have a signal caller. And all of a sudden, you've got a player like Odell Beckham. I don't know about you, but watching Odell Beckham as a Ram versus watching Odell Beckham as a Brown is night and day. You had a quarterback in Cleveland who couldn't get him the ball, wouldn't get him the ball, didn't know how to get him the ball. A Brown offense who didn't really know how to utilize him. Okay? Didn't have any idea. All of a sudden, he gets Matthew Stafford, and he gets a quarterback, and bam. That was Odell Beckham, New York Giants Odell Beckham. Was that not? You know, he's supposed to come in and take over for Woods. Initially, he was coming in to be there with Woods and to be there with Cooper Cup. This guy had 90 yards of total offense. He even completed a pass last night. Odell Beckham in a Ram offense with Matthew Stafford, night and day. Think what Devontae Smith would look like if he had a Joe Burrow or an Aaron Rodgers. You may have doubled his numbers. He may have had 1,500 yards. He may have had Jamar Chase's numbers in Cincinnati. You give Devontae Smith... Joe Burrow, 
Hey, man. Do any of you believe he wouldn't put up a 1,500-yard season? I, I think he would. 13 to 1,500 yards? Right? Look what a good signal caller can do for you. Guys, I see you guys all posting right now. Thank you so much. Please hit the like button. Merrill Reese, the legendary Merrill Reese, will join us at the bottom of the hour. I, I, I was reading some of his tweets, and he's so proud of this football team and what they did when they were 2-5, and five, the way they rallied. I know it's going to be a completely different perspective. We're more analysts, okay? And we're going to analyze the good and the bad. And Merrill, you could say it, okay? He's a cheerleader to the team, but that's what most play-by-play -play guys are. But I'm not going to dismiss the fact that he's proud of what he covered this year. He's around that team every day. So, I'll say this to you. The legend, our dear friend Merrill Reese, will join us bottom of the hour. Please, again, hit that like button for us here. Man, look what a quarterback can do for you. By the way, I saw Jalen Hurts make some comments. Said that he's going to learn a lot from this Buccaneer game. Said he's going to learn from it. You know, it's, it's, it's 24 hours, really, or 48 hours after the playoff game, and I've heard all kinds of takes. Heard all kinds of takes on Jalen Hurts. I wanted it to settle. I'm going to get to your comments. I promise you, we're going to go back and forth like we always do here. And I'll ask you this for the last time as we get ready for the draft. Was Hertz's 2021 season enough to secure that job going into 2022? Can you win a Super Bowl with him? It's, isn't it funny? People are asking that question now about Kyler Murray, and they're asking that question about Dak Prescott. Let me throw something else at you to kind of further the topic here, because it sounds like a topic that we've hit on before. Look at all the quarterbacks that are left standing. Okay? They're all drop-back quarterbacks. Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, Joe Burrow, Ryan Tannehill, Patrick Mahomes. Some of these guys move around more. Josh Allen's probably the most. But look at these guys. Garoppolo also is a drop-back guy. Can you win a Super Bowl with that style of play that Jalen has, Kyler Murray has, moving out in the perimeter? being part of these RPO, th can you win a Super Bowl like that? It's not really documented that you can. Jimmy G is a drop back, right? Jeremiah Allen is probably the one that's the most mobile because he's relied on in the run game, but he's a big dude. Six, four and a half, 255 pounds. I think he's a white man's version of Cam Newton with a better arm. Can you win with that style? And you ask yourself that. And I don't mean win. I mean a Super Bowl. Strive for winning, you'll be under 500. We're striving for greatness here. So has he done enough this year to secure at least 2022? Kyle says no. 
Big Red, get Carson Strong in the second round. W2 says Josh Allen is a freak. Chris, he had up and down moments this year, didn't he? Didn't he? Steve says, Big Sills, I wasn't born when Steve Young was playing. I give that to you, Steve. I played against Steve Young in high school and in the pros. And Steve Young was probably the most versatile quarterback before Aaron Rodgers at getting out in the open. Ran four fives. He was a spectacular athlete. I played baseball against him in high school, too, when he was at Greenwich High School and I was at Stanford Catholic in Connecticut. I had a lot. Him and his brother, Mike Young, were fantastic athletes. Yeah, I played against Steve Young. Steve Young and I were in the same college football conference, the FCAC. Big Chris says QB1 competition. Jalen to Houston. Depends on what Allen you get. Jeremiah says, I think Jalen should be back, but not guaranteed the starting job. Man, they're asking the same question in Arizona right now. You know, they're even questioning Cliff Kingsbury because how bad that football team. Look at Kingsbury, too. You could compare him to Nick Sirianni. Okay? Compare him to Nick Sirianni. Trevor. FCAC, let's go. Was you see Zach Allen last night from New Canaan? I was like this, yeah, baby. FCAC proud last night. They were repping last night, weren't they? I saw Zach Allen from Boston College. That was cool. Steve Young is Brigham Young's grandson. He sure is. Dude, I did I played every sport in high school against that guy. 203 proud, baby. Cliff Kingsbury was like a decade of losing in the second half, Samuel, man. They, didn't it look like the Eagle game plan? What was that underhand throw that Kyler Murray threw on that pick six? You're like, what are you doing, son? X says the cards choked. Dude, no doubt. Where, where was your running game? Where was your running game? So you ask the question, and again, I bring up the Odell Beckham thing because I'm watching Beckham last night. I haven't seen – how many people thought Odell Beckham was done? Injury a year ago, couldn't get him the football. He looked terrible in Cleveland. It was just never a fit because they never had the signal caller that they needed in Cleveland. Baker Mayfield, hey, get this. If I'm Landry and I'm some of those other guys that play in Cleveland and I'm watching Odell Beckham and what he's doing with the Rams, aren't you doing this today? Fuck, man. They're bringing that dude back. It's another year, that shit. Odell Beckham is getting his career back in line again. If I'm Odell Beckham, I might take lesser money and stick with the Rams and Sean McVay. You got to look at it. I I know this. I was doing this. Man, I don't know. I think Beckham's done. I think he's 30. And I'm like, this guy's done already? I mean, shit. Goes to L.A. All of a sudden, he's getting better and better. Am I right? Every week you watch him play, Beckham's part of the offense. Now, look, he's not going to get the targets that Cooper Cup gets. But, yeah, get this. Okay? Hey. He's making a name for himself again. 
Antonio, Danny Eagles need to go out and get Allen Robinson to play alongside of Devontae. Antonio, but ask yourself this. Do your wide receivers block good enough in the run game for you to warrant two fly guys on the perimeter? If you're going to be a running attack football team, you've got to have guys that block like the 49ers. The 40, you want to hear something? Here's the number for you, just so you know. What up, Carlos? Do you know that that kid, that tight end Kittle, had one catch? One catch against the Cowboys. One catch. What's that tell you? And he's considered one of the top three tight ends in the NFL. He was blocking so well in the run game, the Niners went like this. Fuck it. Fuck it. We're blowing him off the ball. He was doing a great job in the run game. One catch. And he didn't care. They were all bought in. By the way, let me throw something else at you here with Kittle and how the 49ers play. You think the 49ers are going to be intimidated by the Packers going up to Green Bay? Look at what they've done to them in significant games. In playoff games, they ran them over. Do you remember what they did two years ago in the NFC Championship game? They beat the shit out of them. Then the following year, they crushed them again. So if you think that Kyle Shanahan is intimidated by a Matt LaFleur offense or team, I think you'd be sadly mistaken. The 49ers in the last two significant games against the Packers beat the piss out of them. I mean, they didn't just win a game. They rolled them. They cr- and, and by the way, you don't think that sits in the back of your mind that someone beat the piss out of you in a fist fight? It does. Okay? W2, Samuel is a freak. Frank says, I like the way Hertz had progressed each season in college and the pros, but I do have my doubts about him being a guy who could lead us to a Super Bowl. I think it's a fair question. You see that guy winning a Super Bowl. Now, wait a minute here. Before any of you say no, Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. Brad Johnson won a Super Bowl. Jeff Hostetler won a Super Bowl. I don't think much of Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl. There's guys that are out there that have won Super Bowls in NFL history that you sit there and you go like this. I don't. Joe Cap got to a Super Bowl, okay? I mean, Bob Greasy, I don't know. Look at these guys. Some of these guys, I mean, you can win with average dudes. But the team's got to be constructed in the right way. The Eagles Super Bowl team that won the Super Bowl, you got a hot quarterback with a dominant team. Am I right? Nick Foles. I mean, Muhammad, think about it. Nick Foles can't keep a job now. Sounds like someone else I know. (laughs) Rex Grossman got to a Super Bowl. Very good, East Cannon. So ask yourself, can you really win with what you're seeing in front of you? Steve says, Big Sills, didn't Vita Vea make the Pro Bowl? He's a monster. What's your opinion? Spectacular. The the Rams are not going to go down on a short work week and run the football against the Buccaneers. 
The Bucs have a better run defense. They have a better pass defense. They have a better passing offense. They score more points. They got a better running game. Leonard Fournette is back, as is Jones, I believe. Mike Evans is probably going to be a tad bit more healthier. I want to see the Rams do that to the defending champs. Go on the road on a short work week and beat the GOAT. Big Chris says the Rams look ready. Sure as shit, the Cardinals weren't. Okay, Cardinals weren't. The Cardinals look like the Eagles. Is that a comparison? I When I was watching that game last night, the first team that came to my mind was the Eagles when I was talking about the Cardinals. Gil says, give me Dean Lloyd. Give me Dean Lloyd and Sauce Gardner. Escape says, what if we keep Hurts in 2022, get Matthew Stafford in 2023? Escape, you really think after all the equity that the Rams gave up, they're going to just trade away Matthew Stafford? They're not trading away Matthew Stafford. And now Sean McVay's falling more in love with him because so-called they got that monkey off his back by winning that first playoff game for him. Cup Woods and OBJ. Not a bad name. Hey, let me just say this to you, Chris. They got If they had Woods and next year they will, wow. I think Odell Beckham is going to have a lot of suitors, though. Can you imagine if somebody in Green Bay calls up and says, when you're a free agent, Odell, how'd you like to come play with uh, Aaron Rodgers? And Adams on the other side. Yeah, okay. How about the Bucks calling him? Hey, come play a couple years in Tampa with Tom. Old Cole says, Murray did a Carson Wentz. I thought he did a Jalen Hurts. Philly says, what's your thoughts on Ocho Cinco? Here, I'll say this to you about Chad Johnson. Chad Johnson was a fine ball player in Cincinnati. He was able to run routes in his own way. When he had to run restricted routes and he had to run precise routes in New England, he barely could make the team. That's why they barely won a lot. Because most of the time it was just getting him targets and yards. It wasn't about winning games. I compare it to Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan winning all the scoring titles, but no championships until Phil Jackson finally went like this to him. Mike, you can't win scoring titles. We got to get everybody else involved. Once Michael Jordan got Scottie Pippen and they started doing all those phenomenal things, they started winning. Okay? Ocho Cinco said, give Rager another year. Fuck that. You're a first-round draft choice. You're not a 10th-round draft choice. He's undisciplined in his routes. He's undisciplined in how he takes the game. I'm not having any of that on my team. Okay, give him another year in the NFL, but not on my ball club. I'm going to put the kid Quez Watkins out there more. He wants it more. That kid wants to play. Philly should be patient. Kyle, why? Because... The Bengals were with him. He ran shitty routes. Get rid of that guy. Travis D's even on the football team. Here, Fly, you make a point here. Need to be ruthless. You know, that was always one of the great things that I thought that the Patriots did. They made the tough cuts. 
or they made the tough moves. They got rid of Richard Seymour before he was out of gas. They would move anybody. You know, it didn't matter who you were. Darrell Rivas, an offensive lineman. Chandler Jones, which I thought was a mistake. But they would move these guys before they were out of gas. They didn't fall in love with guys and go, all of a sudden you're, you're, you're keeping the guy for the fans and you want to get the last drop out of him. Like they did in Pittsburgh with Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger should have been kicked off that Steeler team five years ago. But because of the love that people have for him and the organization had for him, their loyalty got in the way of the future of the team. And now the team is quarterbackless. And you don't have a plan because the guy is not in that locker room right now. Dwayne Haskins is not going to pick the baton up. Flex says, don't mortgage the future for a guy. It's going to be 34. Dude, NFL quarterbacks today, 34 is not old. These guys don't get hit. Okay? They, they just don't. Paul, Eagles have bullshit history of trading guys away like Reggie White, Doc, and Cunningham. Yeah. Again, poor general managers have plagued the Eagles. Tell me I'm wrong. You know, when I think of the Eagles, I think of them a pseudo way of the Dallas Cowboys. You know, I was asked a question today about the Cowboys. If you could win a Super Bowl with Dak. It's not Dak. It's Jerry Jones. Dak's not the problem. I told you this stat yesterday. The Dallas Cowboys, since 1998, are 3-10 in the postseason. Doesn't matter if it's Dave Campo. Chan Gailey, whomever. Okay, Jason Garrett, Mike McCarthy. The one common denominator is Jerry Jones. Jerry gets in the way. Watch this. Jerry makes the cuts. Jerry makes the draft choices. Jerry's involved in the game plan. Jerry's involved. All of that is a problem. They will never win a Super Bowl as long as Jerry Jones has his hands on the strings. Someone goes, well, is Mike McCarthy the guy? Does it matter? Does it really matter? And in Philadelphia, you have been plagued by owners that have relied more on general managers than their head coaches. Firing Vermeil, getting rid of Buddy, hiring Kotai. Not a super bad record, but I mean, think about it. Ray Rhodes, I think he won the NFL Coach of the Year Award a couple times in Philadelphia. Doesn't matter. They're not patient like they are in Pittsburgh. And the owners are more relying on their general managers because you know why? General managers traditionally, really in any sport, they guard the owner's money. Howie Roseman should be called Howie Jones. Okay? He's the same guy. He wants to be involved in the hiring of the assistant coaches. He wants to be involved in the game day operations on who's active and who's not. Who fucking does that? I don't want to be able to field a team 
on a sheet that was given to me the night before for a Sunday game, and I'm going in there thinking I got the guy, but Howie doesn't want to pay him because you know why? He's got an incentive he's coming up on, and you're sitting there at 7-6. and six. That has no bearing on winning. That has more bearing on business, and it's gotten in the way of the Eagles. Thank you, Gil. But am I, just tell me, hey, how about this? The more I'm coming down from the 30,000 feet and seeing it face on, it's very evident what your issues are. It's got nothing to do with Nick Sirianni. Same thing happened to Nick Sirianni that happened to Cliff Kingsbury last night. An experience played a factor. Kyler Murray, shit the bed. Jalen Hurts, shit the bed. Okay? It's the same operation. Same look. Same style of moving the ball. Quarterback is involved in the run game in both offenses. Quarterback play was an issue. How about this? Kyler Murray looked as ineffective and not accurate as much as Jalen Hurts did last night. Kyler Murray did not look accurate. He was throwing passes. I, I swear, I looked over and went like this. I can't believe that's the same guy I saw when they were 10-2. and two. Old Cole says Hurts was horrible. Are you under the impression that Kyler Murray wasn't last night? Kevin says, I've been saying that for 25 years about Eagle ownership and the money. Oh, it's a fact now, Kevin. It's a fact. What ha- you know what happened? Now I understand what happened after the uh, Super Bowl. You know what happened after your Super Bowl? The general manager and the owner sat down and said, hey, we got to fucking pay these guys now. We got to fucking pay these guys. And they started clipping some of the big money guys off the roster. We can live without him. Maybe we can live without him. Yeah, we got to dump him. He makes too much money. Hey, we can live. Before you know it, get this. You're chipping away at the fabric of your roster. Guys that meant more than what they thought in the locker room. Then all of a sudden you had Wentz starting to go south. Coaches leaving and going to the Colts. Your coaching staff going in separate directions. Know all that. That's what played a factor in why the Eagles walked backwards like this after the Super Bowl. And you're wondering what happened. All right, guys, do me a favor. Merrill Reese, the legend himself, is going to join us here in a second. And we're going to be able to. We're ready now? <laughs> hey, man, I tell you this. I, I, read some, I, I read some of the best tweets from Merrill Reese. And I'll, I'll tell you what, man. Merrill was just absolutely thrilled. And I'm paraphrasing a little bit on what this year meant. And I'll tell you something, Merrill. I, I was reading it last night. And you being able to cover this team for as long as you did. Let's see if we can get Merrill back here in a second. Here. Oh, okay. Here we go. Um, let's see if we can get Merrill. There we go. Um, here we go. Okay. Merrill, let's, it seems to me that you really had a fun time covering this team this year. Oh, I did. I did. I mean, it was a team that nobody expected a lot from Dan. It was a team that was four eleven and one last year and they got off to a two and five start, which was disturbing, but then they, they went on a, won a long string of games and they finished solidly. If you take away that last meaningless game against the Cowboys, but they, uh, they did very, very well. I mean, they won at one point, uh, six out of eight games and, uh, they, they did a lot of things well, but, um, 
the thing is, uh, it, it's what did you do lately? And what they did lately was come up and uh, have with, with a poor game against Tampa Bay on Sunday. And you know what? Uh, you could make a case that these last couple of seeds in a year where they've extended the playoff field really are not playoff quality teams. They're in there because the playoffs, they wouldn't have been in there last year or the year before. They're in there now because they extended the they extended the seats. Um, and it's good that's bad. I think it's good because it keeps a lot of cities and fans into it and interested almost to the very end of the regular season. So from that standpoint, it's good. But you're going to get clunkers. You're going to get games like the New England game uh, against, I mean, they were just torn apart by Buffalo the other night. The Eagles game was a terrible game. The Pittsburgh game, Kansas City just annihilated them. So you're going to have teams in there that are not legitimate. Well, it's legitimate, but they're not playoff caliber teams. You know, you know, you know, Merrill, I, I, I'm going to take the silver lining in this here, and I'm going to take a comment that Jalen said today. And the experience, though, you having covered uh, Eagle teams over the years, you know, and I, I go back and I was talking to Shannon Sharp a little earlier, too. And he said, you know, the most experience we ever got was we got beat by the Jaguars at home in a playoff game once. And then after that, we said never again. We took so much from that loss that the next two years we won the Super Bowl and we won back-to-back Super Bowls. And Jalen made a comment today like that saying, hey, we're going to learn a lot from this Tampa game. So the experience factor, do you agree that they learned so much on how to prepare, what to prepare for, what a playoff team looks like, the level of play, it gets accentuated a little more, and the level of coaching also raises in a game like this. So this was an experience factor that I don't think that people are really looking at how important it was for them. Uh, well, I, I do agree with that to a point. Uh, however, what I think they gain out of it more than anything else, let's just say it's another year, and they finished 9-8 and eight and ran off into the sun, rode off into the sunset. And everybody's saying, you know what? Eagles had a really good season. They're much better than they were last year. But it masks some of the problem. Because you get into a playoff game like this and you're you're taken apart by the defending Super Bowl champions and it tells you how far you are away and the moves that you have to make this offseason to become a more competitive team against the better teams in this league. So from that standpoint, I think it's pretty good. How about this one? Now let's get into Jalen here, obviously, the conversation. And I'm going to throw this at you. I said this um, – here a couple minutes ago to everybody. I said this here, uh, Merrill. I mean, if you watch Kyler Murray last night, yep. Kyler Murray, he struggled the same way, basically, that Jalen Hurts struggled in his football game here. Do you believe that Hurts in 2021, you saw enough to secure the Eagle job for him going into 2022? I do, but I'm not in the majority. If, if you listen to the fans and the, the and, and read the uh, the writers in this city, uh, I'm in a minority. I, I think he has a lot of qualities. If they, although the thing that I continue reading and hear from his from people who call the talk shows and things, they talk about the fact that his arm is not strong enough. And that's simply not true. I have watched him. I've talked to Doug Peterson. 
I've talked to Nick Sirianni. They both say there's not a pass that he can't make. There's not a throw that is outside of his scope, his his talent level. He's got plenty of arm. Now, does he make mistakes? Yes. There was a there was a rollout left where he was intercepted at the end zone. He let it go too late. He let he did not get that out of there fast enough. He may have a misread here and there. But you know what? You know, he's a 23-year-old quarterback. He's a dedicated guy. He's a team leader. And he has plenty of ability with his arm. I mean, we all know how well he can run. But I think I think you have to coach him. He needs more experience. And I think he will I think he grew a lot this year. And I think he will continue to grow. Can you think of I mean, do you really want to give up? what it would take to get, uh, get a, a Russell Wilson. Do you really want to give up the two number or three number one draft choices or, uh, or, or one of these other marquee quarterbacks? I don't think so. I, now, how about the draft? Is there any quarterback no. in this year's draft, Dan, no. who is coming out who you think is going to be as good as Jalen Hurts? No way. I, did, I, I looked at them all. I've started evaluating them. The kid maybe at Pitt, the kid Howell at Carolina. To me, these guys are third rounders, but because of the uh, importance of the quarterback position, they'll all be put in the first round, Merrill. So, I mean, to me, Jalen Hurts was coming out in this year's draft at 23 years of age. To me, he'd be a first rounder. He'd be one of the top guys taken. So I'm not going into the draft. And then the question does come up with all the draft choices. You've got 11 draft choices and three first rounders. Looks like they're going to be 15, 17, and 19 as of right now. And you would say this, okay, you could parlay them out, trade out of the first round with one of them, build your future. And I'll ask you then, and I'll lead this into you here. This has to be one of the most important off-seasons, I would think, for the Eagles in recent memory. Because, look, you've got all the equity that you said in cap space money. You've got all the equity in the draft. And you've got to figure out if Jalen is the guy. So. All those decisions have to be made by the owner, the head coach, and the general manager. Would you say this is the most important offseason? I agree. I think it's a critical draft for this team because of the things that you wisely mentioned, the ammunition that they have to really reel with this draft. But I'll I'll tell you my thinking, okay? My thinking is I, I think Hurst is going to be fine. I just think you have to be patient and continue to work with him. And as you surround him with a better cast, he's going to respond and be better. But here's what I also think. I think you trade up into the top 10, even if it means using two of your first round draft picks, you, you, you trade into the top 10 and you pick a defensive difference maker, a, a, an impact player. I mean, I don't care who it is. There are so many of them right there. I mean, Jordan Davis of Georgia, what is he? Three, six, six, three sixty, three sixty five. The kid Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan. You'll never, from you'll Oregon. never. Yeah, but but Aiden Hitch, uh, Hutchinson, you'll never get near because yeah. I believe he'll be the first or second player picked in the entire draft. As far as Thibodeau, uh, maybe, maybe you could get up there. How about how about Kyle Hamilton, the yeah. safety from Notre Dame? Yeah. There's another impact difference maker, and they need a safety. They need a safety. I mean, look, I, I'm thrilled with everything I've seen from Devontae Smith. I think they, they struck gold with Devontae Smith. 
he's going to be a star in this league for a long time. But look at the impact that Dallas made with Micah Parsons. That's what they not not that there's another Micah Parsons coming out right away because they don't come out that often. But who knows? Who knows what Davis will do? Who knows what Hamilton will do? Who knows what the, the other end is? It David Ajabo from Michigan. Uh, he could be that guy. He had a lot of sacks this year. So I think they need an edge rusher, a safety, or a uh, a defensive tackle in this first round of the draft. And I think they have to go into the top 10 to do it. Then later in the first round, because they still have one left, then you go out and get another wide receiver who would be a compliment to Devontae Smith. And one of the people I like, and maybe because I follow the team so much, as I like Johan Dotson from Penn State. I mean, because he solves two problems. Number one, he's a lightning quick wide receiver with great hands. And number two, he's a dynamic return man. And boy, do they need a dynamic returner. You know, a couple last questions here for you, Merrill. Um, let me let me throw this at you, too. I made a point here a couple of minutes ago about Odell Beckham. Last night, Odell Beckham with a signal caller that could get him the ball. Look at the difference he looked like last night. 91 yards in total offense. I mean, the last couple of games with the Rams, he has been the Odell Beckham that we saw in New York with the Giants. Look what a quarterback that's accurate can do to a receiver. The more we see Jalen improve or whatever they do at that position, it, it's got to be about making sure that that guy also develops. It's kind of tough to develop a quarterback and a wide receiver at the same time. So I, I, I think that tandem still has a long way to go. Don't you agree? Well, I think it does. Um, I think they're pretty good together. But, uh, again, uh, Jalen Rager has clearly not worked out. And he is the he's the guy they're they're killing on every every show. Everybody wants him gone. And I honestly think that he would benefit greatly from a new city, a new Absolutely. Absolutely there. Okay, looks like Merrill, you there? I'm here. There you go. We got one last question for you. Sirianni sure. and the job that he did this year in the fact that, you know, I mean, like you said, two and five, they roll back, they get the team into the postseason. You know, I saw Cliff Kingsbury in his first game last night, and boy, I'll tell you, you could see it, can't you? Experience in the postseason. Those games are just a little different, aren't they, Merrill? But giving that all said and done, the year you think, Merrill, that uh, Sirianni had? Nick had a great year. He really did. Uh, he, he won a lot of fans in the city who really didn't know much about him when he first came in. But he's a he's a very bright coach. He's got a lot of energy. His players responded to him. I think he did a terrific job. Absolutely. Merrill, thank you so much, my friend. Okay, Dan, anytime. Always good speaking with you. You bet. That's my friend Merrill Reese. Yeah, not Merrill Lynch. Merrill Reese, thank you. So, hey, how about this? So, a lot, a lot of growth yet to go. I thought it was great. Absolutely, man. Merrill was critical of uh, Jalen Rager not working out. They've got areas where they have to improve. Pretty good there. All right. Do me a favor. Hit the like button. We'll respond, and we'll take your thoughts a little bit more here on what Merrill Reese just said. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. 
go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. You know you like being right. That's why you should enroll in an Independence Blue Cross plan. It's the health plan chosen by more people than any other. With more doctors and hospitals. More benefits that really rock. More of the coverage you want for the right price, including free doctor visits 24-7. It's a choice you can feel good about. Because when you're right, you're right. And when you've got Independence Blue Cross, you're right where you need to be. Call 1-844-200-2583 today to get an Independence Blue Cross plan. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Welcome back, National Football Show. You boy Dan Silio. Jonathan Gannon is getting interviews with the Broncos, Vikings, and Texans. What? Then again, I had no idea who Brandon Staley was. Hey, for that matter, I had no clue who Nick Sir- – that's not true. I knew Nick from San Diego when he was in San Diego before the team moved to Los Angeles. He was a wide receiver coach with Frank Reich when Frank was in um, uh, San Diego with the Chargers when they were there still. So I kind of knew who he was. But Gannon's getting interviews multiple. Really? Okay. I'm like this. What He was that impressive where you were going to put him on a list of candidates to become a new head football coach in the NFL. Man, you talk about doing limited work nowadays for certain guys. Hey, and by the way, you wonder why people bring up the race card. How many black coaches have to sit back and wait? David Culley waited 25 years for a head football coaching opportunity. 
And when he was given one, he was given the worst one in NFL history and then fired after one year. Really? Hey, and the only reason that you bring race up in a hiring practice in the NFL today, because there's only one black coach among the 32 teams. And it is part of a conversation today. That's got to change. By the way, I said this yesterday, and I'll say it one more time to you. I don't believe in hiring black coaches. I believe in hiring the right coaches. But to expand on that, I don't think it should take a black guy to hire a black guy. I don't want to hear people saying this to me. Well, we need more black GMs and owners. It shouldn't take black GMs or owners to hire a black guy. Hire the right guy, whatever color that is. I, I can't believe. You know what's funny? When you're a kid, you know nothing of racism. As you grow older, we're taught it. And you become part of it. That's the greatest thing about being an athlete. Race has no fucking factor. Nobody cares what your sexuality, your politics, or your color is. Can you play? Are you a good teammate? Are you a decent dude? Look, you don't have to be the greatest guy on the planet, but at least be a decent dude. It's dumb. Hey, do we need the Rooney rule? Yeah, I guess. It's the NFL's form of affirmative action. Jonathan Gannon gets three interview opportunities. Really? Man. Looks like you don't have to do shit nowadays and you can get a head coaching job. Look at Cliff Kingsbury. He was a bomb at Texas Tech. He gets the job at Southern Cal to be the new OC for Clay Helton. Steve Kime calls him, the general manager of the Cardinals. Well, before you know it, he's the head coach of the Cardinals. How'd that work out? I know Ron Rivera. I, I, I know he's a minority, too. I get it. Okay, Todd Bowles, by the way, is being interviewed um, for the Bears and the Vikings job. Todd Bowles is a good coach. Signed a long-term contract extension with the Bucks. I think when Bruce Arians retires, Todd Bowles is going to be the head coach of the Buccaneers if he so chooses to sit and wait it out. Just like you see with uh, McDaniel up in New England, I think McDaniel, the reason he turned down the Colts job in the Ursays is because he's been promised that he'll be the heir apparent to uh, Belichick in New England. Josh McDaniel, I mean, who wouldn't want to work for Bob Kraft? Bob Kraft gets out of the way, unlike Jerry Jones. Chris says, how do many of the white Packerwoods in power? <laughs> Packerwoods in power, I got you. Chris, like I said, though, really? You need a black guy to hire a black guy? Dude, if a guy sits down in front of me and I know he's a quality human being and I know he's a good coach, how does skin color have any fucking factor in that? I'm hiring the best guy I can. The best dude for my guys. Especially if I'm helping bring these guys in. Don't you want the best dude on the planet? Give me Mike Tomlin any day. But also give me Bruce Arians any day. Those two guys, to me, are the same. If you didn't talk about skin color, Bruce Arians and Mike Tomlin are the same guys, in my opinion. Arians could be black, 
Tomlin White. They don't look at that shit, man. It's all good, Birdman. Leftwich and Bowles are beast. Well, here, when you got a defense that the Buccaneers have, and you're Leftwich and you've got Tom Brady. By the way, you know what they're saying about Belichick now? Well, Bill, you know, he's been kind of exposed. And you're like, how has he been exposed? He put a team back. You think it's – there's no doubt he's now retooling it. He got a football team into the postseason with a rookie quarterback. Are you kidding me? A rookie quarterback he brought in and he went to the playoffs with. When's the last – hey, tell me the last time that happened. Can anybody off the top of your head think the last time a rookie quarterback got to the playoffs? Can you tell me? I, I, maybe I'm forgetting here. I'm trying to think. When's the last rookie to get to the playoffs? Mayfield did it. Josh Allen did it. I don't think he did. Lamar kind of took over, didn't he? He's not a rookie. Cookies. Dak, Dak Prescott, was it? Mahomes sat his first year, right. East Cannon, was it Dak? Was it Dak? It sounds right. Dak was a fourth rounder. Now Mahomes sat his first year, dude, behind Alex Smith. It was red-shirted. Shows you how hard it is to get to the playoffs. Okay? Shows you how hard. Okay, that's 10 years ago, Keith. Wilson, that's 10 years ago. That's 10 draft choices ago. 10 drafts ago. Dak in 16. That sounds right. So so Dak took over Dak took over, right? For Romo. And he brought the team to the playoffs. Is that how that worked? Because Romo got hurt. And then Prescott took over. Marino, it wasn't I, – I, what did they get to the Super Bowl against the 49ers, Marino's rookie year? I think that was 85, 4, somewhere in there. I thought Marino's rookie year was 83. Yeah, Brandon – he took over for Flacco midway through, if I'm not mistaken. He wasn't the starter at the beginning of the year. He started the final six games of the year in Baltimore. Took over for Romo. Yeah, he didn't start the first year, game of the year. No, Marino lost to the 49ers in the Super Bowl. He didn't lose to the Redskins. Yeah, Marino was. By the way, it was in Palo Alto, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was at Stanford Stadium. Absolutely. My point is, getting a rookie quarterback and putting a rookie quarterback into a position to get him into the playoffs, it's not a common thing. And Belichick put a football team on the back of a rookie, and they got all the way to the playoffs. I think that's a hell of a coaching job. Okay? Yeah, two, three, 
Lamar took over for Flacco, I think, with like six weeks left in the season. X says Dak played all 16 in playoffs rookie year. Okay. X, I, th- I thought he took over for Romo when Romo got in. Well, how did he get in there then? Because he took over when Romo got injured. Romo got hurt in the preseason? Okay. Okay. Yeah, they did have a good team. All those pro bowlers, well, they have like 10. And they're still 3-10 since 1998 in the postseason. That shows you how shitty they've been operated. Okay? I heard that, Brian. We're following up on that. We're following up on that, whether or not Brooks is retiring. But again, Jonathan Gannon. That's quite a that's quite a reach. Three job interviews? Gannon's gonna be a head coach in the NFL. Okay? He's gonna be an NFL head coach. I hope Todd Bowles gets an opportunity. Um, I, I do. I, I really I, I hope they give him an opportunity. By the way, top of the hour, I'm gonna rank eight teams that are in the postseason, eight through one, the best teams that we're seeing in the postseason. But again, here, I, I, I want to show you something too. And, and guys, this, this is going to be a small silly rant here a little bit. I saw something today that really pissed me off. You guys watch any of the uh, – any basketball Sixer games. By the way, I love what Embiid's doing. I would say this right now: Sixers have to be the third best team, in my opinion, third and fourth best team right now in the NBA. They look pretty good this year. Okay, they look pretty good, and I like watching Joel Embiid play. Best big man we've seen in the game. And by the way, AD, come on, man. AD soft as tissue paper. That guy likes shooting threes, and Bede likes to get under the paint and play some ball. He is a true five. Okay? That's what a five should look like, not AD in Los Angeles. I don't know what that is. Okay? Hey, guys. Yeah, please hit the like button, guys. I know I've been ha- I haven't hammered down it enough. But follow me here on this. Hey, guys, know this. So we're... Hey, the Grizzlies look like a hey, 23. I can't believe how good the Grizzlies look. They are unbelievable. Memphis Grizzlies look insane great. Okay? Like insane great. Guys, I want to show you something here. Have you heard anything of COVID over the last 10 days in the NFL? Where did that COVID talk come? Where did it go? (laughs) Where did the COVID talk go in the NFL? Where's the COVID talk? Where where are all the unvaxxed and vaxxed? Wait, who got tested? Oh, they're having an out. All that went away. The NFL went like this. 
Yeah, we're going to do a moratorium on uh, testing for the next three weeks. <laughs> They're pulling one over on you so bad around this country. The NFL just said, fuck this. It's like, hey, yeah, Jim Campbell just said it. That's right, Fly, playoff vaccination. They must have got one, all of them. Even the owners, even the networks. You don't hear anybody going like, what happened to all the, what happened to the COVID-19 talk and vaccination shit and all that other, where'd it go? NBA's talking about it. College basketball and the NHL are train wrecks. Look at that thing. NFL went. It's all about the Benjamins, baby. <laughs> really? What, 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 what? <laughs> we are so freaking stupid as a country. The NFL just shut that thing down, didn't they? They just shut it down, man. Oh, and by the way, don't you love it? How the liberal media looks at Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving is now a part-time player, getting paid full-time money. I don't hear anybody bitching about the games that he's hurt not playing for the Nets, especially with KD being out. Nobody bitches and hates on him. Aaron Rodgers misses one game. You got a dickhead in Chicago saying, I'm not voting for him because he's an awful man. He doesn't know him from a can of paint. And Aaron Rodgers is the most vilified guy because he's not vaccinated. But Kyrie Irving is a part-time player, gets paid $500,000 a night, and nobody says anything come hell or high water. Chris, right? So you got a guy who could be a factor in your team having a great run, and he's a part-time player. He refuses because, by the way, okay, what, like he can't play in New York because of the COVID rules, Right? So let's just do this. What if he's got to play in Los Angeles against the Lakers in the finals? And the Nets play against – he can't play in Los Angeles? <laughs> You're not hearing any of that in the NFL. Hey, Patrick Ma- Patrick Mahomes has an ankle sprain. <laughs> the NFL, man, they just shut that shit down okay going into like the playoffs the nfl was all all of a sudden after everyone went okay um final week of the nfl season we're gonna move things around a little bit then after that everyone shut your faces (laughs) you think anybody's been tested in the nfl uh no I thought about that today. I went, has anybody heard anything about outbreaks or anything? (sighs) Give it to the league, man. When it becomes a problem, they make it go away. Colin Kaepernick, you're a nightmare. Here's $20 million to have you and give you go away money. They gave Colin Kaepernick $20 million in go away money. Goodbye. Here's your lawsuit. Don't talk to us again. Okay? Go, go, go goodbye. <laughs> I don't need you. Oh, yeah, we're really, like, you know, all under, you know, equal rights and, you know, every, every – watch this. 
we're all under like affirmative action. Let me show you how the NFL is so hypocritical here. You know, we're, we're really all in equal rights. We want to give minorities an opportunity. You just fired two coaches. You, you fired Brian Flores, who had two winning years, won a 10-win season and a 9-win season. You just blew him out, and you blew a guy out in, in Texas where you gave him one shot. He improved, actually, or he had as many wins as he did a year ago with Deshaun Watson. You fired his ass. <laughs> You're like, wait a minute. Oh yeah, what, what, you, and you have one black coach in the league. COVID went away. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> can you imagine the NFL coming out Super Bowl week? Yeah, Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes have caught COVID. So now Jimmy Dickstick and Bobby Nobody are going to play for the <laughs> two teams in the Super Bowl. No. <laughs> No, no, this is a, hey, <laughs> they come up with a pill. Take this pill, they're cured. <laughs> oh, Joey B, how you doing, boss? Hey, Larry, of course he was. That's why they gave him the $20 million to go away money. I want that shit ruining advertising. Hey, Larry. The thing I'm talking about the most right now is the NFL money. Kaepernick hurt the NFL advertising dollars. Goodbye. Go away. <laughs> yeah. Big Chris. Yeah. Let me get my playoff booster. I got to do it for hour two. Guys, please hit the like button. I'm going to give you my top eight teams. We'll talk more Eagle postseason here. And I mean by postseason. As we go in to, I should say, the offseason, what and where do they go next? We'll re-hit on some of the topics we had in the first hour. We'll do that next. Please hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. You know you like being right. That's why you should enroll in an Independence Blue Cross plan. It's the health plan chosen by more people than any other. With more doctors and hospitals. More benefits that really rock. More of the coverage you want for the right price, including free doctor visits 24-7. It's a choice you can feel good about. Because when you're right, you're right. And when you've got Independence Blue Cross, you're right where you need to be. Call 1-844-200-2583 today to get an Independence Blue Cross plan.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Welcome back. National Football Show. It's your boy Dan Cilio. Hour number two. By the way, if you missed the first hour with Merrill Reese, please go back and watch it on the Jacob Media channel. We really appreciate it. Yeah, man. <laughs> hey, I watched Odell Beckham last night. I'm thinking to myself, God, can you imagine what Devontae Smith could do if he had a quarterback that could actually get him the football? Okay. And by the way, you could say it's shade on Jalen. It, it's actual shade. He struggles with accuracy in reading defenses still. The same stuff that plagued him when he was at Alabama. Is that fair? Okay. All of a sudden, Beckham gets Matthew Stafford. This guy's got 91 yards of total offense. Shit, this guy's even throwing passes down the field. Holy cow. Hey, Jim. If Devontae Smith had Derek Carr as his starting quarterback, he'd have 1,500 yards this year, eight touchdowns, rookie season. It would have looked completely different. The yards that Devontae put up itself were remarkable in a run offense. How many times have you ever seen where a wide receiver – look at the 49er wideouts. You've got to sacrifice to play on a team like that. Did they have a 1,000-yard receiver on that team, the uh, 49ers? I don't know. They probably did because there's 17 games. But um, did, did the 49ers have a 1,000-yard receiver this year? Kittle, like I told you, in that game against Dallas, had one catch. Had one catch. He was involved in the running game. They were all committed. <laughs> Matt Hatter said, you lost me at Car Wise. Third most passing yards in the league, bro. You think that guy – see, I'll tell you, sometimes you guys chase the shiny lure. This is what Xander and I were talking about at the beginning of the show in our pregame. Dude, shiny lures don't always catch the fish. Okay? Jimmy Garoppolo's 35-15 and 15 as a starting quarterback with an NFC championship. This guy's done more than Stafford. He's done more than anybody else in the postseason – Outside, he's done more than Dak. He's done more than uh, Tannehill. He's done more than Josh Allen. He's he not done quite as much as Mahomes, but this guy is good, dude. Chris says, car solid, not great. Bro, I don't know, man. Debo had 14.05, Aaron. Did he really? Wow, was I way off on that one. Holy shit. He had 14.05. That's the best receiver in the game. You're lying. You're lying. Holy shit. Wait a minute. That fucking guy, Debo Samuel, had 14.05? And he blocks like that? And he runs from the backfield? Or is that 1,400 yards in total offense? X, that can't be. You could keep Cup. I'll take that dude. 
That guy blows people up too. You 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 can take you can take Cooper Cup. I'll take Samuel. Samuel did that with Jimmy Garoppolo. Jay, you you can have him. I'll take the guy that's six foot four, two hundred and thirty five pounds, and runs fuckers over. And I could put him in the backfield too. Put him in the slot. Throws passes. Knocks guys out in the run game. Bro, that guy is a special specimen. He had 1,800 total yards, 14 of it. Dude, that guy is... Timothy, 1,405 receiving with Garoppolo. I, 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 I have... 77 catches for 1405. <laughs> His best receiver in the game. He's the best receiver in the game because he does all the. I thought that was a dirty guy, wide receiver, blocked in the run game, caught a couple passes. Holy shit, man. That guy is Gronkowski at the wideouts position. He is a beast. Tony, thanks for coming aboard. Big Chris says top three. Man. 365 yards rushing, Alberto says. <sighs> yeah, but guys, Chris, Adams and Cup don't do the thing Samuel does in the run game. Can you imagine those three dudes, then you bring up Jalen Rieger. Fly, Shanahan is an elite coach when Garoppolo's on the field. <laughs> Jeremiah goes, well, we got we got we got Jalen Rieger. Man. Hey, you guys taught me something today. I honest to God didn't think he had that many yards. Okay, Cole, you keep him too. I'll take that other guy without the bullshit. Knocks you out in the run game. That's what I love the most about him. Not afraid to run the ball in between the tackles. This guy had almost 500 yards rushing. <laughs> Wait a minute. He had 1405 receiving, almost 500 yards rushing. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. That sounds, I mean, you just, what, I mean, what is this guy, the decathlete? What, what else can he do? Man, and he played at South Carolina. Trevor, if you're still in here, do you remember him at South Carolina? Because I sure as hell don't. Wow. <laughs> Man. Hey, Adams is spectacular. Look at it. Hey, Timothy, he, he had 299 yards to Jalen Rieger. Let me ask you something. Was he the second most productive wideout? Or was it was it the tight end or Quez? Fly says eighteen hundred yards. Debo, and there's no noise for MVP. You're damn right, man. That guy is a freak show. Bo Jackson type of guy. We took Dillard instead of Debo. Man. 
He was a state a Roth. That's where they that's where they started seeing him because I don't remember him at South Carolina. Tight end had more yards than your first round draft choice. James says he was the whole offense. I believe it, James. James, this guy's a freak show, man. And he's physical. Another miss by Howie. Quez had more yards than Rieger with the same amount of receptions. Quez Watkins. Dude, that guy Jalen Rieger, man. The only reason he's on the roster because he's a Howie fuck up. <laughs> Jay goes, I miss Andy Reid's drafts. All right, let me get to the – here's my top eight teams that are left in the postseason. Tell me if you agree or disagree. I got Cincy at eight because they got some injuries in the offensive line. Some injuries also in the backfield, but I think Cincinnati's got a good wide receiving core, and I love Joe Burrow. I got the 49ers here at seven, and now I don't know why. I don't know why I have them so low. I, I don't, I mean, I'm sitting here kissing Samuel's rear end and Garoppolo 35 and 15, and here I am doing this. 49ers seven. I guess so. I got the Bills at six, maybe a little low too. That guy, how about this? Let me ask you guys this. Who would you take to start your team? Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen? Who would you take? Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. Allen, Thomas says Burrow. Boy, I like him too. Matt Hatter says Josh, Mahomes, Patrick. Give me Allen. <laughs> Look at this. It's 50-50. It really is. It's 50-50. Aaron, Pat, Rashad, Mahomes, James, Allen, Kevin, flip a coin. Fly says, hey, but wait a minute, Fly. Are you not surprised that Allen caught him? So maybe Jalen gets better too. Now, look, I'm having conversation here. That's all I'm doing. Isn't it remarkable how Allen caught Mahomes? Could that happen to Jalen Hurts? Remember another guy, and here's another classic example. Lamar Jackson, when he took over for um, Joe Flacco, he couldn't hit the broadside of a barn, dog. He was terrible. I was like, I don't believe this guy will be in it. Next year, he was the MVP. Could Jalen make those kind of leaps? Got the Titans at five. Rams at four, Bucks at three, Chiefs two, Packers one. W2 says Debo's a freak. He is. Matt Hatter, yes. Matt Hatter, you think he could make that same kind of leap? Dion says, but Josh is such a physical talent. He is. He still makes bad decisions, but his talent takes over. His talent digs him out of trouble, doesn't it, Dion? Hey, 007 goes like this. Mahomes, two MVPs in two years. 
shake that off. And I don't know if he's 25. Two MVPs and he's uh, 25. I don't know. That's, that's pretty good. Kevin says with the right coaching, Hurts could. Chris says the Bucks not winning at all. So you're going to bet against Brady. W2. I, I, I can't believe. Hey, check. They say Samuel had 1405 in receiving yards with 77 catches this year. I was like this. I I I, I can't believe that. Not with Kittle on the team. Dan, did Dak call the quarterback sneak or did McCarthy? Kellen Moore called it okayed by McCartney, McCarthy. Executed by Dak, from what I'm being told. Old Cole says, Rodgers, 20, 20 playoff games, one Super Bowl. Not good enough, underachieving. Jim says, Rams beat the Tampa Bay Bucks. We'll see. Rodgers, Allen, Herbert, all on fire. All fire that ball to Devontae on that interception with ease. Jay, let me say something to you, man. Those signal callers, Devontae Smith would have had 1,400 yards too. Fantasy football freak, McCarthy, don't call anything. That's right. It was Kellen Moore who called it, but okayed by the head coach, whatever that means. The Giants are having their second interview with assistant GM from the Bills. They're also having their second interview with the director of player personnel from the Chiefs. Dude, the New York Giants have to get the GM right. They have to get the head coach right, and they have to get the quarterback right. They're five years away from any of that being right. Rodgers was handicapped with McCarthy. For years, you remember that. Yeah, but Jeff, 13 years, Mike McCarthy had Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. You know what I'm saying? And you have one Super Bowl appearance? Jay, Gannon, he's got to go? Hold on here. Well, here's where he's going. He's got interviews with the Texans, the Broncos, and the Vikings to become a head coach. W2, Debo's, why does that guy look like he's 6'6"? 007 goes, Bengals look for real thoughts. They are for real. They got some injuries in the O-line going into this game this weekend, though. Okay, they got some, they got some banged up people also on defense. He's not six feet. That's crazy. Blue City Empire Sports, we're, we're following up. If Xander hears anything, because he brought it to my attention, Brandon Brooks retiring, um, if we hear anything new on that front, we will keep you updated on that, okay? Timothy says Jalen Hurts must learn to throw beyond the first read. Do you guys remember, I, I was during the preseason, and I had Brian Baldinger on, and I think it was the scrimmage against the Jets. And Brian goes like this, kid's got to be better than a one-read guy. That stuck with me the whole time. And I saw that played out in the Buck game. Okay? I saw that play out in the Buck game. Throwing into double and triple coverage. Couldn't find a single coverage guy. Basic one-on-one football. It's not so much that I was disappointed in the overthrows. I was disappointed in the no-throws the easy throws, the ones that they were baiting him to do. 
That was my problem with his performance. But then again, I wa- here, you know what made me back up on Jalen a little bit? I watched Kyler Murray last night shit the bed too. His first playoff experience, Kyler Murray looked like he didn't belong in an NFL uniform. I mean, his performance was just as brutal as Jalen's was. And that guy had a 10-2 football team at one time this year. Remember that? We were talking about the Cardinals being one of the better football teams. Albeit, look, DeAndre Hopkins, it's not on the field. That has to play a factor. A non-healthy running attack played a factor. Plus, I never really thought Kyler Murray ever really recovered from his injury this year. Jimmy, Jimmy G has weapons, man. Hey, by the way, I'll say it one more time to you guys. That 49er team is not going to be intimidated by the Packers this weekend. I think they play Saturday. Look at what they've done to them in the last couple postseasons. The 49ers beat the shit out of them. One of those games was in the NFC Championship game. The only thing that was close in that game was the coin toss. That was it. That's the only time that game was close was the coin toss. They ran them off the field. Then they did it the next year. They ran them off the field again. Kyle Shanahan and that football team is not going to be intimidated in any way <laughs> by the Packers and going up to Lambeau. They've had success against them. Kyle Shanahan's had, had success against Matt LaFleur teams. Okay? So the coaching, I mean, and again, like I said, when I look at Kyler Murray and how he played, I saw Jalen Hurts playing in the same way. Paul says Murray did not play well over the last six weeks, to be honest. He didn't return 100%. Plus, the commodities around him weren't there also. Joshua Allen, he now has a year's NFL film to help him improve his game. Joshua, that's the question. Remember something. I just asked you guys this question here, okay? Josh Allen, you can make the comment here, okay? Follow me here. Some of you think it's a coin flip between Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes now, who you'd start your football team with, right? That wasn't the case three years ago. It was a slam dunk Patrick Mahomes. It's why he got the $500 million contract. But today, on January 18, 2022, he's caught him. And we're now doing this. This freak, Josh Allen, with the coaching of Sean McDermott, bro, it's a good football player. He's right there. Look at how they changed that whole entire franchise around with the Josh Allen trade. Excuse me, draft. Rams are the most talented team in the NFC that never wins Super Bowls. How many years did you watch the Patriots do that with the lesser talented football team? Came down to the best quarterback and the best coaching. Do you think you have the best quarterback and the best coaching going into the Super Bowl with the Rams? Just answer that. Just because you have a talented roster, that doesn't necessarily get you to the finish line. Ask that last year Andy Reid team with Nandi Asamoah and Vince Young on it. Just because you get a collection of players doesn't mean you have the best team. 
Allen improved. Hurts will too, Rashad says. Hey, hey, how you doing, Steven? Holy cow, we're getting chats now. We're getting folks jumping in now from the UK. Thank you, guys. Omar, NFL talent and NFL coaching. Yes, coaching matters. Did you not see it on display last night with Kingsbury and Sirianni going against Arians and going against a, a, a coach who was – already playoff proven in Sean McVay. That's the difference that McVay and Kyle Shanahan have when they go out and play other people. They have playoff experience. They know the games are tighter. They know three points matters. They know one yard here, one yard there, one series here matters. Philly was high school. What'd you think that Cardinal offense looked like last night? It didn't look much better. Eagles got a higher fan show. Top three defensive coordinators in the NFL is Vic Fangio. No doubt about it. That guy's probably got a 1,000 calls on his voicemail right now. Hey, how'd you like to become my DC? By the way, if I was the Dallas Cowboys and I lose Dan Quinn, he'd be the first guy I'd hire. And if Jonathan Ganning, which I don't believe he may, I don't know, Brandon Staley got the Charger job last year. So maybe this thing pays out. We're forehand taking these visits. I don't know. Hey, Yell goes, that experience didn't help McCarthy. Yeah, because he's exposed as a very mediocre coach. Chris says, our defense definitely gets better with Fangio. Absolutely, it would. You want to hear something, guys? Your defense would get better with Jim Swartz as your D coordinator. Okay. <laughs> look, 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 look at Kevin. I pray Ganny gets hired. He's hey, you got three coaching opportunities and in interviews. He's in the pipeline now. I still believe personnel matter. Of course it does, Jeremiah. But if you don't, hey, never invest in the horse. Always invest in the jockey. The jockey's going to lead Secretariat to the finish line. Horse doesn't know how to get there. That is actually a comment that uh, Warren Buffett told me. Don't ever invest in the horse. Always invest in the jockey. Yeah, yeah, he's a consultant with the Titans. He's in the building. I saw that smile. Mike Mayock got the axe, 24 and 25 as a general manager of the Raiders. I saw that. I don't know. I thought they were pretty good. I thought they hit on some of their picks. I think they didn't do shit with the Khalil Mack picks. You know, I mean, you got rid of Khalil Mack, and then you wanted a pass rusher. Looks to me you didn't really get anything in return with that. You're yeah, very good. All right. Let me take a time out here. Guys, do me a favor. Please hit the like button. We'll talk a little bit more about the direction draft-wise for the Eagles. Some of the matchups this weekend. Also, little cowboy news. I know you hate this, but I'll ask you the question. You think you can win a Super Bowl with Dak Prescott? Hit the like button. 
Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Keep it here. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. You know you like being right. That's why you should enroll in an Independence Blue Cross plan. It's the health plan chosen by more people than any other. With more doctors and hospitals. More benefits that really rock. More of the coverage you want for the right price, including free doctor visits 24-7. It's a choice you can feel good about. Because when you're right, you're right. And when you've got Independence Blue Cross, you're right where you need to be. Call 1-844-200-2583 today to get an Independence Blue Cross plan. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Why do you think the Raiders fired Mike Mayock, the general manager? What would give the Raiders and Davis the the lane to fire him? What 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 would possess them to do that? They were gradually getting better every year under his tour, stewardship and his drafts. They were getting better. They were in micro getting better every year with John Gruden. I think when Gruden left. I think they were three and two, and I think Basachi brought them into the playoffs. And so they were they were gradually getting better. But why do you think an organization would fire a general manager like that? Aaron says because they wanted to they wanted to clean themselves of everything that happened this year with them. Okay, that's a fair take. Steven says, big time head coach. Why would you say big time head coach? Because you don't want any guardrails when you come into a new position, 
making sure that the general manager doesn't have any kind of autonomy to have you fired? What's Davis's kid like? I'll tell you this, man. I thought he was a buffoon. Um, but the thing that he did by getting that bag of money on the table and getting the Raiders to Las Vegas was stunning. He surprised the NFL. You see, the original thing was this. How about this? The NFL, they shortened the distance between franchises in San Francisco and with the Raiders because everybody has their own zone where you can and can't go into when you're talking about moving it. The NFL went from 150 miles to 75. So it made it when they moved that and built that team's new facility, the 49ers in Santa Clara, they were in Raider country. They wanted the Raiders and the 49ers to share that building in Santa Clara. The Raiders said, not in your life will we ever do that. Because remember something, the Raiders were the tenant to the A's at the Coliseum in Oakland. They paid the A's rent. That was never their building. That was never their building. So then relocation came. It was originally agreed on 5-4 that it was going to be Chargers and Raiders moving to Carson, California. Jerry Jones went like this. Fuck that. Him and Paul Allen, when they were alive, went like this. I don't think so. Had a special meeting in Houston. Pulled the ripcord on that, and it became – because you know why Stan Kroenke went like this? Bro, I don't want the Raiders with me either. I'll take the Chargers because the Raiders have more fans in Los Angeles than the Rams do. We all know this. That's Raider country, not Rams country. So Kroenke cried to Jerry, and they were going to force him to go and be in Santa Clara. Davis said, no way. All of a sudden, he does something his father did. His father wanted to have a piece of property near McCarran Airport. They went to um, Goodman, Goodman, the mayor, and she ended up putting all the resources together, got him $800 million in financing, put more money with the casinos up. Before you know it, the NFL had to put $250 million up, and he got a stadium. They couldn't believe it. They couldn't believe it that Mark Davis did that. So business-wise, he did something his father couldn't do. He got the team relocated again. And he had a state government pay for the stadium. They get all the luxuries and it, they get all the resources and all that now, right next to the airport there, right next to the Luxor. So as a business person, Mark Davis did a great job. Like you guys said, the reason that Mark Davis fires, so he could bring in a guy like Doug Peterson, a Jim Harbaugh. Guys like that do not want to have a general manager in place when you hire them. No way. You, you want the owner to hire you, okay? You want the owner to pick you. So the head coach that's going to go in there will be part of the process on a general manager that will work with Doug Peterson or work with Jim Harbaugh. By the way, for the record, just in case you guys didn't know this, um, Jim Harbaugh had a lot of say and helped out 
John Harbaugh a lot when it came to the NFL drafts. Because remember, who recruited many of the players that went into the NFL draft? Jim did, Michigan. And John would call him again, what do you think of this guy? Undersized but good. So he had a lot of influence in the Baltimore Raven drafts. And the Ravens have been spectacular in the draft. And as a consultant, Jim Harbaugh has helped his brother massively. That's been something behind the scenes. Anytime you have somebody who recruits these, these rival kids and the top 200 kids, and he sees them, goes into their homes, why wouldn't you call your brother if you're John Harbaugh and go, hey, what do you make of this kid here? What do you think of Lamar Jackson? What do you think of this? And then you had Ozzie Newsom in the room. So you had John Harbaugh, Ozzie Newsom at one time, he's not there any longer, and Jim Harbaugh helping you pick college talent. Why do you think the Ravens never really miss on any kind of bullshit picks in the draft? They have a three-headed monster or had a three-headed monster there. They, everyone's like, Ozzie's, Ozzie had a lot of help. Not saying he's not a Hall of Fame GM because he is. Doug Peterson, if I'm him, I look at the Jags job because of Trevor Lawrence, and I look at the Raider job because of Derek Carr. Why would I fucking want the Bear job? Go through that nightmare developing a kid I'm not sure of. Justin Fields is not an NFL quarterback. I don't care what any – I said it since day one I came on this network. He's not a quarterback. Everybody gave me pushback even on this net. I said, fuck, that kid is not a – I saw Mitchell Trubisky come back in the preseason after like two months with Sean McDermott, and I was like this. That guy looks like a first-round quarterback. And by the way, he won a division title, Mitchell Trubisky, in Chicago, and they still blew him out. Matt Nagy actually was the – NFL coach of the year with him. I was like this. I don't know. Justin Fields? Really? Take the bear job, not me. Why? Because it's Chicago? Screw that. I want to win. The Bronco job. Why would I want the Bronco job? Why? Because there's this fallacy that they're going to get Aaron Rodgers. Why would Aaron Rodgers leave Devontae Adams, Green Bay? You've won 39 ball games in the last three years. Tell me again why he would leave. Because he's pissed off at Kevin Murphy? Again, fuck that. I mean, why would he leave? The only place, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, the only place I leave for, you know where? Where would you leave? There's two places. There's two places. Cleveland and New Orleans. New Orleans has a boatload of talent. Depending on what Michael Thomas is, I don't know what the hell that guy's doing. Okay, I don't. Cleveland's got a running game. They got a defense. Kevin Stefanski, I'm assuming, is a good coach. One coach of the year a year ago. You're inside. Here's the – yeah, but, yeah, he's on turf. Inside, I don't know. Why Cleveland? Well, I got Kareem Hunt, and I've got Nick Chubb in one of the top three offensive lines. And I got Jarvis Landry. Pretty good tight ends. Defense. That's why Cleveland. Stacy, I love Cilio. I see, what, I see what he sees in Trubisky. Hey, Stacy, guy goes around good coaching in Buffalo. He, go, he went back to that exhibition game in Chicago. I went like this. Ah, that, that looks like a different dude. 
I know, Anthony. I'm just saying those would be the only places that I would try to want to land. Denver? Why? Denver. Judy? Okay, he's a good-looking player. Why would he want to go there when the Green Bay Packers are better? And, 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 and by the way, these people who have these fallacies about Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers always do this. Those guys are moving to win. Like Brady moved, Brady went to Tampa. Sarah's not going to Cleveland. Okay. Why would Sierra go? How about this? Sierra wants to go to New York. Okay, we'll figure this one out. They have to get the GM right. They have to get the head coach right. They've got the worst offensive line in the league. You want to get your husband killed? Send him to New York with the Giants. Congratulations. Would he improve their team? Yeah, until he got hurt. Until he got hurt. Thomas says, does Russell have the same shelf life as Brady? Thomas, Brady went to a ready-made offense, O-line, wideouts, coaching staff, defense. He looked around and knew it. Bucks were him. And it's on grass and it's warmer weather. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. And, and and now, if you're Russell Wilson or you're Deshaun Watson, do you really want to go to Miami and play for Stephen Ross? Quick trigger owner. No patience. Quick to blame. Russell Wilson wants another ring. He doesn't want to go down as a guy who's got one Super Bowl ring like Steve Young. He, he, wants mul he wants multiple opportunities. First losing season in his career. You think he's looking to go to some startup place? Ernest said, all roads lead to Philly. Why wouldn't he look at Philly? Here, you know, I, I hear people going like this. Russell Wilson would never think about coming to Philadelphia. Let's think of that for a minute. How's the O-line? Remember, I told you start there. And by the way, you wouldn't have to worry about Howie. You know why? Howie's got to be the salesman on this. Not Sirianni. Howie's got to sell Russell on Sirianni and Philadelphia. I'm just, hey, I'm not saying I'm, I'm saying Howie would have to be the salesman on this. And, hey, you know what? He may have to sell the wife. Anthony says the wife may have the power in the offseason. Well, you think Giselle had any power on where Tom Brady played? She may have had power on if he played. Hey, I give it to Sierra and Giselle. Tremendous wives. They've sacrificed a lot. Sierra in Seattle? I don't know about you, man, but Sierra's a smoke show. <laughs> okay? That chick's smoking. She's talented. She's I love her. I told my wife, I go, hey, man, Brady's got Giselle, and I get it, $500 million in wealth and $50 million. I, I get it all. I understand, but <laughs> I'll take Sierra any day, any night. She is a smoke show. 
<laughs> man. And she looks Italian to me, too. How you done? <laughs> yeah, right? This guy's going to go where a place that's going to want him. Philly would want him. Then you turn around and you go like this. Hey, Russell, best O-line, Devontae Smith, what wideout do you want us to go out and get for you in free agency? Allen Robinson, I keep hearing you guys say that. You got draft assets to go and trade for. <laughs> Omar says Dan likes flavor. Well, I'm Italian. What do you want? Oh, the only the only place I don't like flavor is in my vanilla ice cream. That's it. You know, I like. Then again, I like chocolate covered sprinkles instead of different colors. So I like chocolate sprinkles. I don't know. Maybe that tells you enough. Yeah, <laughs> X. My wife's a paisan. There you go. <laughs> If Sills comes on the show wearing hater blockers. <laughs> oh, Wilson is either going to Philly or New Orleans. Nunez, now you're thinking. Now you're thinking, man. Hey, Roth, Wilson in this New Orleans, he would be lethal. Hungry. I like, cho I like chocolate sprinkles on my white ice cream. <laughs> I don't know if that tells you anything about Big Sills. Some guy on a some guy would have me on a couch going, you 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 like chocolate sprinkles on vanilla ice cream? Yeah, Carvel ice cream too, by the way. And on. So you don't like um, colored sprinkles? No. You know different color you mean? Yeah. No, I know. I only like chocolate sprinkles. You know. Probably tells you a little bit about me. Smoke show. <laughs> don't undersell Sierra. Hey, dude, no loot. I'm saying it's Sierra. She's a smoke show. Dude, she's smoking, man. No, I'll take her over Giselle any day. If I had to put a, like, poll together, how you doing? Monday through Friday, 4 to 6, Eastern time. That's what we do here on the Dan Cilio slash National Football Show. If I had to put a poll together with Giselle and Sierra, God, that even came out wrong. Hey, how you doing? Back on the rails, right, Xander? <laughs> oh, man. It would be Wilson over Watson. Watson has said already he does. That's not true. Watson has never said that. Gary Cobb, who knows his agent, came on this program and said he knows for a fact that's not true. He never said that about Philadelphia. Then again, you should probably check the source because it's probably the same guy that says Lincoln Riley was reached out to by Howie Roseman if he wanted to be the head coach of the Eagles which was never true either. They weren't going to pay Jonathan Gann. I mean, they weren't going to pay uh, Lincoln Riley $8 million to come and coach the Philadelphia Eagles. Sirianni makes $3 bucks. You think they were going to pay Lincoln Riley $8 bucks? what he made in Lincoln. He's making thirteen now. Come on, man. That shit was started on IP, and it was stupid, and it was never a reality. Okay, <laughs> Nicobe Dean, dude, that kid can play nasty. All right, guys, hit the like button. Still so much to hit on, man. A lot of news today, and people are ripping a new one in the DAC. I mean, they really are. And then again, maybe rightfully so. A little bit more on the Eagle future. Hit the like button, guys. Please keep it here on the National Football Show. 
Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. You know you like being right. That's why you should enroll in an Independence Blue Cross plan. It's the health plan chosen by more people than any other. With more doctors and hospitals. More benefits that really rock. More of the coverage you want for the right price, including free doctor visits 24-7. It's a choice you can feel good about. Because when you're right, you're right. And when you've got Independence Blue Cross, you're right where you need to be. Call 1-844-200-2583 today to get an Independence Blue Cross plan. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Sorry, I'm still laughing at all talk going on in the NFL. It's overtaken the whole entire show. <laughs> oh, man. I just... <laughs> Where'd it go? Poof, it's gone. Okay, it's like a magic trick, right? David Copperfield. It's here. Now it's gone. <laughs> hey, maybe our federal government should take some cues from the NFL. Hey, they cured it. <laughs> Oh, my God. It's just inundated the show. I mean, Jesus. All these outbreaks. Nobody's reporting any of that, Sills. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it's, it just went away. That thing went away like my bank account. <laughs> it just went. Oh, man. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah really... <laughs> anyway. 
Let me get over here. Hey, hey, listen, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Mel Reese was talking about this. Okay, he even hit on it. If you missed on it in the first hour of the show, he says, does Howie take some of the draft choices? And how about Merrill playing draft, dude? I will take – no, I can't do it. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm awful at it. Okay. Harry's good at it. Harry Mays is good at it. But he wants to trade up to get – some of the top defensive guys. See, he 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 doesn't think you're going to get close to Aiden Hutchinson. I'll tell you what, man. Georgia beat the shit out of him in that game, though, man. This guy was getting knocked on his butt. And maybe it was just a bad game, but, man, you don't want to have a bad game in a championship game, do you? This guy's in the semifinal game, and he's getting knocked on his ass. And I'm like, okay. And I looked at the guy he was playing against. And guess what? That guy's a projected third rounder. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hurts does. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> Let me say this to you, man. I don't know. Aiden Hutchinson. Oof. Woo. Okay. Watch this. Bad game. Bad moment. All right. So then we go and we start gauging people on that soft ass Big Ten. Would you take a. Five-star kid from the Big Ten or a four-star kid from the Southeastern Conference. I won't wait on this one. Give me the four-star kid. Well, why? Well, because the likelihood of me being right on him versus a Big Ten guy who plays against Purdue and Rutgers and Maryland versus a kid who lines up against Auburn, LSU, A&M, and Florida – Oh, and Bama, and has been productive, I'll take my shot on him. <laughs> you see, I think it does matter who you play against. The likelihood, and here, here, follow me here. The likelihood of me being right, if I pick 10 kids, let's just say Howie. You know what Howie should do? I'll give him a little draft lesson here. You're, you may have as many as 12, 13 draft choices and three of them in the first round. If you selected every kid from the SEC, you couldn't go wrong. If you start going into the Big Ten, the Big 12, the, the ACC, I don't want anybody that plays against Wake Forest. <laughs> Duke. Sorry. And I know Miami's in that conference. And I think it's a mistake. I think it softens your entire outlook when you got shitty opponents like that. Who are you playing this week? Virginia and then Duke and Wake Forest. Now, unless I'm going to a spelling bee, the only thing that I know that Duke, Wake Forest, and Virginia do, they build debate teams, not football teams. I would draft every guy I had from the SEC. You're not going to go wrong. Or how about this one? Don't draft from Conference USA or any of those other shitty conferences. You can't go wrong by going Power Five. The guys who go out and they go, well, let me go out and try to find Carson Wentz from North Dakota State. I'm sorry, what was that, Jim Calhoun? Remember the former coach? He couldn't say Dakota. He could always say Dakota. Minnesota, you're like, there's always like an R in it. 
Oh, he's a big Boston guy. Yeah, you know the guy from Minnesota. Minnesota. What? <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. The guy's from North Dakota. North Dakota. Does he work in the government? Is he a spy? No, no, no. North Dakota. You know, Carson Wentz, North Dakota State. Is that near Russia or like Minsk? <laughs> Um, right? You get everybody from the Southeast, North Dakota State. Like, I had to look up game film on Trey Lance. And you're going to trade Jimmy Garoppolo away. Oh, okay. <laughs> what if Garoppolo wins the Super Bowl? Are you still doing that? Hey, let me get this. If Jimmy Garoppolo wins another NFC championship, and it's likely he could. He's got the team to do it. They're on fire right now. The hottest team in the NFL right now, the 49ers. They're the hottest team. Matt, easy. Matt Corral, good luck. <laughs> good luck. You can have him. I'll, I'll stick with Jalen on that one. <sighs> 49ers are the hottest team. They can wax anybody. Kenya Thibodeau, boy. 258, 65. Mario Cristobal told me. And, and, and hey, to your point, Wick, Mario Cristobal went like this to me. Sills, Justin Herbert is going to be a star. We kind of had him in a different offense. You wait till he gets to a pro style offense. You watch. He was dead on. I asked him about this kid, Thibodeau. He goes like this. Sells. Can't miss. He's like Charles Haley. He reminds him of Haley. How'd you like to have Charles Haley playing on your defensive front in Philly? Uh, yeah. Okay, Daz, I'm with you, man. Okay, so Anthony says the 49ers are going to – why? Is it because of their last two playoff appearances that gives you any hope that Green Bay's all of a sudden magically going to change it around? The last two playoff times, the 49ers had Green Bay. They beat the shit out of them. They beat them up. Look it up. One of them was an NFC championship game. They crushed them. Crushed. You don't forget that. I don't think the 49ers are going to be intimidated going to Lambeau. I'm just saying. You Niners are loaded. They are. Yeah, this kid Thibodeau, man. As soon as as soon as Mario goes like this, Sills, this guy, he's like Charles Haley. And at 250, he's great against the run. You're like, oh, that means he's a leverage player. Okay, he's a leverage guy. Aaron Rodgers is hungry. Okay. Well, let's get it on. Saturday. Can't wait. Hugh, Haley's, Haley's got five rings. Three in Dallas, two in San Francisco. What an ab absolute wrecking ball he was. And he was 6'5", 258, 255 like that too. Could stand him up, put his hand in the dirt. Guy was a great football player. I'm trying to think of another defensive player that's got five rings. I don't think there was anybody... 
uh, that play. I think Wolfork's got three. I don't think anybody played long enough on the defensive side of the football. Maybe one of those McCarty brothers may have five rings. You know, maybe one of those dudes may have five rings. But Haley's got five, man. And he's a Hall of Famer. Tremendous football player. All right, guys, you guys have been spectacular today. Thank you so much, man. A lot of stuff going on in the NFL. A lot of stuff going on with Eagles. We'll start talking some draft tomorrow, too. Start taking a look at some of the top guys that are going to be available. And to me, a draft is made from rounds three down, three to seven. Okay? It's made from three to seven. Yeah, guys, please hit the like button. Once again, you guys have been just spectacular. I can't thank you enough. Mel Reese was in the first hour. If you missed any of that interview, please go back, listen, watch, share it with others. Really appreciate it. Till tomorrow, 4 to 6 Eastern. We'll see you on the flip side. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.